This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Sitting up there, Jack. I'm there for the pack coat. You just got to pack me in. Committed to the bow early on. Like, I love getting close and putting up. You cover a range of stuff on here, too, right? Like, we call this the, uh, the THP World Headquarters. You know, my grandpa Roy Weatherby. I came into like that golden little pocket where there was like four or five different bowls. Just... You're Canadian? We're doing yeah, a I... Canadian podcast? My name's Douglas Bowe. I'm Robbie Denning. Roy Candy. All right. So, we got a couple bear killers here. Yeah. <laughs> hey? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Shit, man. I, I feel like I shouldn't even be part of this conversation. Well, we were kind of talking about that on the side, but... Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I bet uh, you guys are... I figured you had... Give him a few tips and yeah. see what he can do with them. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot of hope, I don't think, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, with his knees, he wouldn't even be able to pack it out now anyways. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get that's it what in. the kids are for now. Yeah. Get it in while you can, boys. Oh, yeah. Are you Are you even going to have much time to get out? Pretty busy guy these I'm days. I'm going out this weekend with uh, okay. Ashley from High BC. Oh, We're no, going to a little right. bit of filming. Nice. You want to go get a drink of water? Uh, Yeah, go ahead. There's water right there in that Vortex bottle. So for the new listeners, we got Hunter Toy here. You gonna say hi, Hunter? We're uh, we're having. Uh, he's still figuring out the mic, so bear with us here. He's got dry throat. Dry throat. First time on the mic. So <laughs> put that up there. All right. Is that Not better? only that, I'm I'm pretty sure I heard some trash talk earlier yeah. today. I'm pretty sure I got a text message saying Hunter's coming after me at the 3D <laughs> shoot. You going in the 3D shoot this year? Yeah. You gotta Love you it. gotta speak because the the listeners they. They can only hear you, so you got to say yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be oh, fun. Right on, I can't wait. Can't wait to see you out there. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be good. You gonna show dad how to shoot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been practicing his bow every night in the garage. It's getting pretty good, eh? 
We made you some new arrows. Yeah. Yeah, you like those ones? Yeah. You like the green tip, the green fletchings on them? The veins, the wings on the end of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. He's ready to rock. We put a sight on his bow. So he's going to be all dialed in. Yeah. Sweet. He's going to be good to go. Yeah. A couple, one month, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty uh, much to the day. Yeah. Pretty much. I got to start shooting more. (laughs) Have you been shooting lots? Uh, I've been going just to the bears? a couple times. Yeah, just, just bears. Let's figure I'll start practicing on targets now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been going uh, to the range two, three times a week. So. Have you? Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, but I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. better than nothing. So. Yeah. yeah. It's probably better than the average person, to be honest with you. Yeah, I feel like, well, I mean, unless you're going to a lot of 3D shoots and stuff, I think, especially like with the weather, like here in Kelowna, what was it, like 35? It was hot. I know a lot of people, I mean, I mean, you could get up earlier and you can shoot. The ranges are open a long time now. I mean, you could even get out. Yeah. If you if you, if you you made an effort to get out, you could oh, get yeah. out. Like, but I, I was there at 8 on. o'clock last night. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. tough when it's that hot out too and you've worked all day or been outside doing stuff all day. Yeah, it's not it's not easy to do it at the end of the day. No, but I mean that's the best time to do it is when you're fatigued like that when you're run down because that yeah. represents a lot of what a hunt's like. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like uh, those those hunts. I mean, you could be three four days into a hunt, you're only getting two three hours of sleep a night. You're doing long walks, long hikes a lot of the time, and then that's when you got to be at your best. So uh, I like that. Same with like I said before, like shooting in wind. Yeah, you know, I, when I sent you some pictures there the other day. Yes, exact same thing. Fatigued at the end of a day of work. For me, that day in particular, it was blowing like 35, 40 kilometers an hour. It's like, yeah, let's see what happens with the arrow or with your bow. Like you mm-hmm. could be overcompensating, fighting, you know what I mean, holding against the wind. And then when you shoot, you know, you might actually be pushing your arrow, but it's good to see yeah. so you know what, know what to anticipate or know what, know what it's going to be like. Yeah, I find a lot like you can just, you get a feel for it more than anything because you do get like, depending on your shot distance. I mean, if you're shooting 60, 70 yards, you're going to get a good drift on a good wind. You're going to get like, yeah. I've shot sometimes, you know, you're aiming, you're, you're, the wind's blowing your arrow whole target length, target width. Yeah. Across. Yeah, so last time you want to, you don't want to have that be the first time doing it when you're shooting no, at an animal. Yeah. Right? And ideally, that's best to shoot. What I'll do a lot of times too is I'll, I'll, I'll practice playing the wind gusts and learning like, like I, obviously every, every situation is different and depending where you're hunting, the wind might never stop, but like I'll draw back and I'll sit there and I'll hold in the, I'll hold in the wind. And then soon as I can feel it start to slow down, I'll release, you yeah. know what I mean? I'll practice with different scenarios like that, like just, um, to get a feel for it. But like you said, Pete, one thing I've, one thing I've learned is that just holding your bow in, in the wind is a lot. Like if you're sitting there holding, it's blowing good again. You got a good side wind blowing against your, your bow. All of a sudden it stops. Like yeah. you're, you're, oh, you're compensating for that. That's not an ideal time to shoot either. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes, makes big, big difference. Yeah. So who wants to start with the first bear story? Well, I think the person who got their bear first. Yeah. That's <sighs> fair to me. Cause Pete are, uh, Dave and I, we went out an evening, uh, was it Saturday, uh, a couple of sa- Saturdays, two ago, Saturdays yeah. ago, we went out and we seen, we didn't see a lot. Uh, yeah. We saw that one bear way off, way off. And in that the was distance right at the beginning there. of the night. Yeah. So and then after that, we saw nothing. 
a whole bunch of deer. That's about it. Yeah, a whole bunch of whitetail in an area that I didn't think was primarily whitetail habitat, which is nice to see. Yeah. But it would have been nice to see a lot more bears. But man, was there ever a lot of mosquitoes? Oh, yeah. That that was nothing compared to when I shot my bear. Was it? Is that right? I've never had mosquitoes that bad before. Like, (laughs) oh man. I had a bug net on when I was field dressing it. And at work two days later, a guy works like, is that acne on your forehead? <laughs> and that uh, was just my whole forehead just covered in oh. bug bites. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. So we, we went out the Saturday and I think it was the Tuesday after that. I decided after work, just go for a little bit of a drive. Uh, a couple of weeks before that, I went down an old logging road and had jumped a bear off the road so well this was before because i remember when yeah because we're we're debating where to go and you know it's funny because when we went up to that area like so what we did pete is we went we're basically driving this we're driving the road road slow the logging road slow deactivated logging well actually they're yeah deactivated logging roads we're driving those really slow and like just getting some clearings and looking for sign and doing some glassing we got to one good spot where you know you would just like just visualize you start hitting that collar and a bear is going to come running out at you to check it out. So we did that. We got up, we hiked up into um, where it flattened off there and uh, Dave got set up. He knocked an arrow and I told why it was with us. I said, why stay behind to cover here? I knocked an arrow as well. And then I just started hammering on the predator call for about what, maybe 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. About that 20 minutes probably. Yeah. And then we waited, we hung out for a little bit after and then, obviously we didn't get anything and then uh we carried on and we yeah. went that seemed like a perfect little spot where yeah. once you got up that little green spot just kind of tucked away yeah. i was surprised that there's nothing in that area yeah it, i was too because i've hunted in that area before and i've i've hunted uh for bears in there and i've i've seen bears i never pulled one out i kind of just passed on a few but still like we didn't see anything we didn't see a track we didn't see yeah. sign we didn't see nothing like I was pretty surprised. And even when we went up towards um, Big White, we didn't see we didn't see any sign at all. No. Which is like, especially on those road systems, man, with how dense it is up in that country up there. Yeah. yeah. You should see scat along the road because they're going to utilize the roads a lot. Oh yeah, because once you got off the road, it was just a jungle. You can't. Yeah. You can't even see twenty feet through it. Yeah, so. exactly. And they're yeah. going to do the same thing that we're doing right like they're going to use the most the easiest place to access and that's why most people are successful along the road system Um, but yeah but then when i talked to a friend of mine who's been hunting up there he's seen a lot of grizzly bear activity so that could be the reason they're maybe they're pushing them out out of that area yeah i have no idea yeah Um, that makes sense to me but yeah yeah for sure so anyway um why don't you just start off so you you left there yeah just kind of walk us through yeah, so I play by play. Uh, I think it was two weeks before that I went up into this area, and well, actually, even before that, three weeks before that, I went up. Uh, there's still a lot of snow then, and I just drove an old spur, and I glassed a bear uh, across the valley and just kind of looked in that area. So I figured there's bears in this area. Uh, I spent the next day kind of hiked through, didn't really see much sign. So then a week after that, I went back. And as I was driving that road, I bumped a bear off the road and it looked like a good size shooter bear. So that was, I knew I was in the right area. Then I went to another area, saw another small bear. And then 
we went out that Saturday, so I decided uh, to go out a couple days later. And I knew there was bears in that area, so I went back to it. And as soon as I got on that road, about a kilometer down, I come around the bend, and there's the bear that I bumped a couple weeks before that just sitting on the side of the road. He turns around, looks at me, just stares at me for a good 30 seconds, doesn't move. So then as soon as he looks the other way, I open the door and then he looks back and he's just sitting there not a care in the world and then kind of gets up and just moseys off. So I grab my bow and jump out. And then he's probably, I ranged him when I got out. He was about 70 yards in front of me, just walking along the road, not spooked at all. Wind was in my favor. So I kept following him and every 20 or so yards, he'd turn around and look at me. And then he got to... Did that for a couple minutes and then he finally jumped off the road and went down through a little like drainage ditch. So I hustled up to where he was and I could see him behind some brush just staring back at me looking. But I couldn't get a shot because there's tree branches in the way. And I ranged it. He was 38 yards from there. So then he kind of noticed me, he turned around, went 20 yards. And then he stood up, turned around, stood up on his hind legs and was kind of trying to smell and see me. But at that point, I had kind of went down the road a little bit to try to get <laughs> get a clear <laughs> sight line to him. And then once he saw me, he did a couple jumps, went down a hill. So then I went over to where he was, and I could see him down on an old like ATV trail that kind of ran parallel the logging road. Previously, I had walked down that, so I knew exactly what was down there. And he started to go from right to left down that trail. And I could see a little crest of a hill to my left, maybe 40 yards away. So I hustled over there, went down the hill a little bit. And that left me about a four foot lane. You, yeah. What's that, buddy? You want to go get a drink of water? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. You can go get a drink of water. <laughs> All right. Here, here, we'll hang this up. All right. Um, yeah, so he was, uh, he was walking down the ATV trail just not spooked at all, just kind of moseying on. And I ranged the far side of the trail and it was 33 yards. And so by the time I had ranged it, put my rangefinder away, he was right there. So I yelled, he stopped, I anchored back. And as soon as he stopped, he looked up at me, just put my pin on the vitals and sent a nice perfect arrow at him, went straight past through, and then he took off running. So then at that point, I still had the truck door open keys in it wallet sitting there phone sitting there so i'm like all right i'll go back to the truck you're in stock mode yeah fuck it yeah 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 uh, as soon as i saw him and i knew he wasn't running away i'm like i'm getting out the truck and yeah. getting after him yeah. probably, it was nice because that was the bear that i'd seen yeah. a couple weeks before like i knew he was a shooter even though i'd seen him just for a quick second yeah. you knew it was the same oh, bear yeah yeah, yeah. that's a like, beautiful bear oh yeah. yeah he's he's a nice bear how far was how how far was the shot uh 30 yards 30 yards yeah, no, 30 yards downhill good. oh so, nice yeah it's uh yeah I was, I was extremely happy with it like i feel like everything i executed everything perfectly it, mm-hmm. you, not every time it's gonna work out that well so yeah, i was pretty happy yeah. about it well and you know a big thing is it really helps like like this is a good point of knowing the area you're hunting because like you said you went down to uh you went down to an atv road you knew the AT yeah, TV I had road. Previously walked yeah, that, exactly. So. so you'd already know that. And that's a huge thing. When you when you know the when you know the landscape, when you know 
you know, yeah. all the ins and outs, it makes, uh, oh, yeah, it makes a huge as difference. As soon as I saw him start walking down that, I knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, you all set, buddy? Yeah. Good. Right on. Right on. <laughs> what do you think, Hunter? What did you think of Dave's bear? Good. It was yeah. nice, eh? You like the color? Yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful cinnamon, but not even a cinnamon, like a, so, yeah, a light brown color. Yeah, but he like had a like chocolatey a, cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, but he had the really nice, like you know, light colored nose. Yeah, yeah. I noticed like on further down his legs, it started to darken up. Oh yeah. But on his back was like that nice cinnamony color. Yeah. And even on the front of him, he had a nice little white patch that was almost like a. Like an odd burny white. Mm-hmm. It was really cool looking. Yeah, for sure. It's funny sitting here, like obviously I I, I gonna I can edit all the, the muffs and scuffs so that <laughs> yeah. that we got the little guy making here, but I was like I was telling I was telling um Dave Pete before we hit record before he just signed in, I was on uh the Hunt Backcountry podcast. So <laughs> Mark and I we started off talking talking and I can hear this right and like five minutes before we start like five minutes before i I logged in to get the podcast going with with those guys um i told her i'm like hey i'm hopping on these guys podcasts can you not vacuum right she's vacuuming up the stairs which isn't far from our office which is where i do the podcasting which is where we're sitting now and she's like okay no problem sure so she literally i put the headphones back on we're sitting there. I'm talking to Mark, and I can hear her right above me vacuuming in the, in the room. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're gonna have to hold on because this is gonna make your editing just a living nightmare. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, like, we can still hear you. You know that, right? She's like, oh, really? Can you? I was like, oh, I'd like to get like, I sh- like, I was thinking after it would have been cool. Like, I should have called her in and been like, hey, you know, we're doing a, a live yeah. podcast here, like. And then include it all into into the show. Uh, but, that would have been hilarious. Well, it would have been up to them because it's their you show. You want a vacuum yeah. house or not? Right? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Kevin yeah, Toy no. gets roasted live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no editing is happening whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny too. Like Dave and I are talking. Like we're kind of getting off the subject of bears here, but um, you know, at the beginning, like, man, like with the editing and everything, I was so anal and like, just like, it took so long to do the editing and all this stuff. And now it's like, it's what gets recorded gets played out. Like, obviously yeah. I'll do like, I try to get the clicking out and stuff like that. And if there's any, any um, long delays or if there's any, sometimes the, the Wi-Fi will cut out if people have bad internet, you get some scratchy moments and I try to, get all that out but you know for the most part what you what's what what goes in comes out on the yeah. on the air now so um yeah yeah ah, it's but, real yeah yeah yes. exactly yeah but anyway back to your bear here um so how so you took you you ran back to your truck yeah so then when i got there back i gave my brother a call talked to him for a little bit told him all what happened and everything and i probably waited 45 minutes and then i went down uh tried to find my arrow never could find it because behind the atv trail there's probably like 15 18 inches of brush oh yeah so i was trying to find it and couldn't find it do you have light and knocks on those things no and no. i have them in my little range bag but not oh, on my good, arrows good <laughs> yeah that helps <laughs> a lot eh? <laughs> uh yeah so then from there i Found you could use blood. them as light sticks as you're looking <laughs> yeah, for your yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would help. 
<laughs> yeah, so then I started tracking him, and he stayed right on that ATV trail basically the whole way. He probably 15 minutes of tracking, just taking my time slowly, yeah. and then he he was not even 50 yards right away. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. He, like, at the clip that he was running, he probably went 10 seconds and oh, then really? was done after that. So, yeah. The, did, did you have much blood to follow? There wasn't a ton. There was enough, but like there was points where I had lost it and then I had to walk like seven or eight feet and then I'd find another little bit. Gotcha. I was surprised with, uh, especially with the pass through, like I thought once I had seen it and the amount of blood on him, I thought there would have been way more blood, but yeah. not much. Yeah. What were you using for broadheads? Uh, the Rage Expandables. The oh, yeah. Green okay, yeah. tip yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. I've used those before. I've used them. Used them lots. I've used them on deer. Like they got wicked cut, like cut oh, diameter yeah. on those things, yeah. man. Like crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. When they work, they work. And I've had them fail, but I mean, like we've got it at this conversation. We don't have to get yeah. into it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, right on, man. And so what did you uh just got them there and you drag them up or just skin uh, them in there? You had I quartered to... quartered them out right there yeah. and skinned yeah, yeah. them and then uh did all that and packed them out and did it in one trip, which I regretted. Yeah. Of course, I'm like, oh, I know where this ATV trail goes, but if I just go up this hill, the road's oh. right there. And it, it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it always is. Until oh, yeah. you're yeah. done, though, and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. I'm glad I, I'm Yeah, done. it was worth Like, yeah. I had the... Were you fighting the dark? Uh, Yeah, it was dark by the time. Was I it? got back to the truck probably quarter after 11 yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah. I'd found him 8.30 or so. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so late. It's been a couple yeah. hours, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from yeah. from what I'm hearing from guys, like I was talking to um, Dan Harvey, the guy you took, oh, yeah. The, yeah. took the skull to, oh, him and his dad got. I got to text him and tell him I can't. Oh, he just messed me. I'm supposed to pick up the bear from him tonight. Oh, yeah. We're going to get him on the show here. We're going to talk about he, he's had tremendous success this this uh, spring with bears. Him and his dad got one. That yeah, was, he showed me a nice bear. Yeah, his dad got one that was almost seven feet and beautiful wow. color. Oh, yeah, wow. that's um, a big bear. Yeah, and he he's he he tagged out. He got two two bears. His wife got two bears. His dad got a great bear. So, um, and he does the beetle skull. So you you took his skull. Yeah, he, he didn't do the beetles for mine. He just cleaned it, boiled it. Oh, is that right? So, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I he he sold me on it pretty good. He said uh, he had two guys come that both dropped off deer and picked it up at the same time and they couldn't tell the difference between the two. Oh, is that right? So, yeah, he's good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of an art to it. Patience. Yeah. Do a pretty yeah. nice job without beetles if you have patience for it. Yeah. And and so anyway, Dan and I were talking and and like I've been talking to other guys lots about bears obviously and um yeah I mean like late late in the day and just on the roads is where most guys are having success for the bears. Um, you know, and like we were talking when we were out, you know, bear hunting is in BC is almost like grouse hunting. You yeah. know, it's sexy to do these, these expedition hunts and we all love doing them, like getting up into the high alpine yeah. and glassing. But at the end of the day, if it's not effective, then why do it? Yeah. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like, and that's one thing I've learned in the last couple of years is like, man, you gotta, you gotta really just cater to what works. Like. If you find something that works, hone in on it and just yeah. keep doing it over and over again. That's well, especially one if you got time, if you're time sensitive too, because of work, yeah. family, whatever. 
Yeah. You, you know, like if you've only got that one day or whatever, well, you better take yeah. your highest percentages you can get. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Like that's why exactly why I went back to that area is yeah. I left home at six o'clock at night. So I knew I didn't have that much time. So I'm, I'm going to where I've seen bears. I know there's bears. I'm not going to go somewhere new. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not going to go. You're not going to leave an area where there's bears to go find bears. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No. And it, it's like I said, it's effective. And I, and I've, I've started doing that obviously with like mule deer, um, you know, like even those bottom bucks. And like I said, it's not as sexy as like, I've, I've shot big mule deer and I've shot bears too up in the high, up in the higher stuff. Yeah. And like did the typical spot and stock sat there in glass till your eyeballs fall out of your head until you see yeah. a bear and then make a stock on them. But I mean, the thing is, I find when you're doing that is you're kind of putting all your eggs in one basket and like, yeah, you, yeah, you might turn up a bear or two throughout, you know, the day or evening. Typically it's going to be early in the morning or late in the day and the rest of the day, you're just sitting there yeah. doing it. Nothing anyway. That's one so, lesson I learned with elk is uh, hunting in Alberta with my brothers. There's these spots where we want the elk to be. So yeah. we go there only to realize that there's no elk there. Yeah. So yeah. Then, well, and that's the thing is yeah. like you build up like, well, and I mean like social media TV has a lot to do with it too, right? Like oh, you yeah. watch these things and you build up this, you have this picture and this vision of how you want your hunt to go. Yeah. And it doesn't go like that. And it turns out somewhere else. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing is like, we're hunting to put meat in our freezer, right? Like, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, man. I like big racks. I love big racks. Oh yeah. Um, but um, we're, we're here to put meat in the freezer and, and whatever is the most effective. And yeah, like I said, I've, I've had the most success, like just doing kind of like what we were doing that day and yeah. then what you continue to do as well. So yeah, Pete, yeah. um, you kind of had a similar experience. Well, not really. You were looking for your, I don't know. You sent me that video and you were looking at, uh, elk. Oh, that was at the end of the day. I'd already on the, on the way up. I, well, cause I similar, we were talking similar, on the phone. Yeah. We were on our, on our way out. I wasn't, I wasn't even sure if I was going to get to go bow hunting that day. Cause my buddy who's got a cooler, one of my other contacts, their coolers broken down and it's 30 degrees out. So it's like, if I don't have a cooler to bring it to. Um, not going hunting. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually just gotten a call back at like four o'clock that, uh, that the guy was around. And so it was like, great. So same thing, like five thirty, six o'clock, I headed out and, uh, I gave Kevin a call, got a hold of him just before I was out of cell service, just driving up to, uh, to an area that I want to check out. And uh, I know there's bears everywhere. Um, so I wasn't really concerned about going to a new area or not. And, uh, halfway through our conversation, it's like, gotta go bear. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, it was nice, but it was actually, is either the same size as the one that, uh, I ended up getting or a little bit bigger. The problem was, is the part of the area that I was in was super steep and he was half hanging over the edge on the river side. This is the first bear. When this we're is talking. the very first yeah. bear. And I had to. He ended up booking it back uphill real fast. But if I were to sh- were to have shot him where he was, I was almost a hundred percent sure that he was just going to go Double right into the, the river yeah. and the yeah. river's high yeah. right now. And fast. I was like, so I actually passed up on him, even though I had lots of time. And, uh, so yeah, I sent Kevin text just saying, you know, no go or whatever. And just, yeah, I did, did just did a tour up the road and everything. And was just looking for sign, just, you know, peels, even though it's a little late in the year for all the peels and stuff, just, um, 
when I'm actually bear hunting now, I'm actually looking for that sign for next year right. or for fall time. Cause maybe they'll be back in that area. If it's, it's like what Doug Bowes was saying, you know, like if they're peeling that area and it's a good area, there is a chance it could be close to their dens too. Mm-hmm. So there's always a chance that in fall time, they could be back in that area. Right. So, so when, when you're looking for that, are you just kind of driving the road or walking it just kind of looking at the side trees along the edges kind of thing? Cause I, um, I've never looked for it myself. On this particular road, um, there's lots of areas that have like 10 to 15, well, a lot of 10 year old trees. So it's kind of like that perfect four inch, you know, yeah. six inch diameter tree that the Doug's talked about. So when I get to those areas, I'm looking off to the side and stuff like that, just scanning. And um, okay. I was just trying to put on miles, kind of like what, what Kevin was saying there. I wasn't, uh, there's a couple of places I wanted to check out for cut blocks, but I wanted to save them till a little later on at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just trying to look at slides, all that kind of stuff where I could, um, I couldn't get to a lot of the slides cause the water's too high. Uh, there's just no access to them fall time. You can springtime right now. You can't. Yeah. Um, but you know, looking for, looking for scat and peels and stuff like that. And there was a few places that I did notice some peels and, uh, there's one place in particular that was probably within a kilometer of uh of where mine was ended up being harvested i found an absolute buttload of uh uh, trees that were just stripped i got some pictures i'll post on instagram in a few days or whatever yeah and you know i saw one saw two kind of real close and i started actually driving ahead and just started looking into the bush it was man there was old ones everywhere and i was like Hmm. oh this is good to know yeah whether they're grizzly bear or not i you know or black bear i don't know but i was like I went up, got a nice close up and you can see the teeth marks right in the tree. And I was like, okay, this is what we're, everything here is, is exactly what, what I've heard about. And, you know, kind of put a, a pin in, in your, uh, in your phone or whatever, if you get mm-hmm. cell service or Onyx or iHunter, whatever you got going on. Uh, and uh, so I, I just did a big, long drive, saw tons and tons of deer and then worked my way back. I think it was about eight o'clock. I turned around and started working my way back. And there's a slide in particular that I know holds a lot of bears, a lot of grizzly bears, but a lot of animals in general. So I was just kind of, yeah, looking up and down at spotted an elk. And same time, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll see a bear. Maybe I won't. Might as well get a little video of this cow elk, you know, beautiful cow elk up on the slide there. <laughs> Set up my spotting scope, digiscope them, take a quick little video. I'm putting all my stuff away put my hand on my steering wheel to put it in gear or, and just about to start it up. And I look straight ahead. <laughs> There's this black bear, you know, 120 yards or so. And I was like, well, that's what I'm looking for right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you easy. know, I can only see, I can only see a black blob too. Like I can't, yeah. I can't tell. Yeah. So I pulled out the binos. I was like, no, right on. I watched them for a little while. Cause I want to make sure there's no cubs or making sure it's not, you know, like scanning into the bush a whole bunch. Mm-hmm you know, almost like it's looking for something. And, uh, you know, I had nice wide set ears on it. So I was like, all right, well, it's mature anyway. I don't know how old, but it looks pretty decent. And, uh, after a couple of minutes, I just decided, I was like, no, there's no way it's got cubs. It's just, it had no care in the world whatsoever. And my truck was still off. So I think that was a big thing as to why it probably came out. Everything had kind of settled down from when I first got there. Yeah. And it's funny. You talked about when the bear had its head down and we're not looking at you, you open up your door. Cause that's what I did too. 
yeah you know <laughs> start chowing down i open up the door had the keys out obviously so it didn't ding and it looked up and i just sit there and it looked down again and i didn't have my bow because my my broadheads just aren't 100 percent. i'm not I'm not 100 percent confident with them yet and i'm not gonna go chasing bears or any animal for that matter unless i know it's shooting the way it's supposed to so yeah. i had my rifle this time and i was like whatever it's just my first time out anyway it's not a big deal i grab my rifle bear looks up i just stay in my truck bear looks down again and i hop out i hide behind the door and we just play this little game until i'm away from the truck and then i was like man this thing is like super chilled out because shoot him standing up i was like yeah maybe if he grabs another bite i'll lay down on the ground there's a perfect mound to rest my rifle and yeah sure shit i just laid down i was like all right bud as soon as you turn around here you're going for a dirt nap and <laughs> turned its head and just yeah went broadside and drilled it. that's oh it just collapsed yeah just one yeah. just it didn't even move i ended up putting a second one in it i'm because it was far enough away i couldn't tell 100 percent, but it looked like it was twitching a bit like it was trying to get up oh yeah i was sure it was dead you know what i mean like just yeah. nerves well, it's, be- it's it's better yeah. to it's better to throw an extra one in it Whoa. because man i tell you bears are tough and there's nothing worse than tracking a bear like i'd rather tr- well I don't like tracking any animal, but bears, especially like we've, we've talked about it before, just how, how difficult they are to track. And like, um, you know, like some of our other guests have talked about, we've talked about bears are probably the number, like the most lost critter out there in terms of like recovery after the shot. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, so you're better off putting an extra one in them. You never know. Right. No. Yeah. And there was nothing but windfall. Do it. Do it. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the way I looked at it. I could see them. You know, it was a high shot on him because that's all that was there. So I spined him and yeah. he's done. Well, and not but, to mention, it just makes, it makes like, if it's on the road already and your truck's there, oh, how much easier is that than throwing him in your truck quickly and effectively dude, than was having to stitches. drag him through the bush and oh, all yeah. that stuff, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, just no, packed. that was a good bear. Yeah. The only th- th- issue I had is when I was, when I was dressing him out about halfway through, I don't know what it was. You know, I hunt alone 99% of the time anyway, but I got that sixth sense and it was just like, something's watching me. Like (laughs) it just didn't feel right there. And I know there's tons of grizzly bears in this area, like tons. And, uh, I already had a few people that were speak, you know, they, they kind of want to do the hide and all that kind of stuff for themselves. I've got no interest in the rug. I'm going to Euro the skull. So like, yeah, yeah. You can have the hide this, that, and the other thing, and I'll drop it off for you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't skin it out like I know you can really nicely, yeah. like for a mount. Like I know how you're supposed to do it. I was just like hell with this. I'm just opening up this meat, you know, like mm-hmm. holding everything open so that it cools off on the way. Was it hot at that time? So what time of night it was did, this? It was later. I remember. I shot this one at, I'd say closer to nine o'clock. Oh yeah, so not about the same time, Dave. Dave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and... minus the time difference obviously. and it had cooled yeah. off because i was i was high elevation for the most you're out, part you're out of here oh sorry sorry Pete. okay well, you're taking right. off yeah. you're taking off okay we'll say bye to everyone thanks for coming on the show buddy bye. congratulate pete good job pete thanks bud i'll see you at the 3d shoot okay we'll see you buddy <laughs> okay we're gonna actually what we're gonna do on that note is we're gonna take a little uh we're gonna take a tv time out here because uh i signed into the wrong account on the zoom <laughs> oh, gotcha i see what you're saying <laughs> so uh 
Oh, yeah. yeah, that countdown's on. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're going to sign out quickly and we're going to cut right back in, but uh, then we'll hear the rest of the story. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to the Focus Hunting Podcast, coming at you as part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. I want to take a quick sec and make a huge shout out and say thanks to the sponsors of this show, uh, starting with BC's premier archery shop, Hardcore Archery, located right here in Kelowna, British Columbia. Um, AKU Boots, they've uh, they've been supporting the show for a while now. Uh, both Pete and I, we've been running these boots for well over a year. You know, hunting in BC, we face probably the harshest backcountry environment in the world. We got deserts, Rocky Mountain, extreme coastlines, you name it. Uh, and these are the only boots that have lasted me more than one hunting season. So, you know, they're definitely worth the investment. You owe it to your feet to uh, use AKU boots. Uh, use promo code FOCUS and get 15% off right. Uh, they're probably going to cringe because I always pronounce the name wrong, but uh, it is what it is. Onyx Maps, now available in Canada. Stay tuned, guys. We've partnered up with Onyx, and we're going to be getting you guys some more information on Onyx and their mapping system for Canada. Uh, for those of you in the U.S., you've already got access to it and most likely been using the app. Pete and I got early access to this app, and to be honest, it rocks. Um, but like I said, we're going to get you more information on that, and we're going to be able to get you guys a little bit of discount. Um, so lastly, if you guys could please leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. We really appreciate the support. Love you guys. Until next time. Thanks. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.